ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the New Year's. It is 2019. We was on a Christmas hiatus, as rightfully so. People Indeed. Need, people need to take summertime break. I mean, winter breaks, this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. Um, as most podcasts are just coming back right now, it is greatly important. But as we come back, I'm glad we didn't rush, rush back because we have nothing but AEW news, the new structure of a, a company. Um, we come off the Wrestle Kingdom WrestleMania like system mm-hmm. or timeline. Right. We have now introduced ourselves into a new generation of wrestling, and everyone in the podcasting wrestling world is on top of it. Mm-hmm. I'm Dietrich Davis on the left, right here to the left of me is Mark Morell. What's How going on, folks? How's everything? And shit like that. And um, this episode, of course, obviously, we're gonna go back to giving you the sl- slew of episodes every week. That's Mark's phone going off. With the music, I have to beep out. I'll muffle it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But um, no, we've entered a. Uh, we we are literally entering a new generation of professional wrestling. And what's most important about entering a new generation of professional wrestling is it creates new excitement, new sound. Our voices, people, voices are no longer being muted in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. And there's now officially places to go. And I'm not talking about on the indie scene. There's no longer just two, uh, two major promotions. It is literally three major promotions at this time. In the United States, yeah. Yeah. In, in the, well, I was. I don't even count Ring of Honor because they're still considered a indie developmental company because WWE farms from them. And yeah, they, they pick do, talent. They pick talent. They cherry pick talent from them, but it. They oh. never put themselves in the main. They, they, I don't think they played the game strong enough to put themselves in the major hub. Well, other than the fact that they have like Sinclair Broadcasting and the Sinclair, you know, mom and pop company funding them and so forth like that. Technically speaking, ROH would be considered a major. They're like they, I would say that they are number three in um in the U.S. You know, but a strong two after uh, before Impact, but um they're still doing their thing nonetheless. Right. Um. I'm trying to see something. Sinclair net worth. And I got a funny feeling it's not the number I was thinking originally. I can say that they're not in the in the ballpark like the Khan family. <laughs> Nowhere near. And then the corporation is only worth two hundred million. They only have two hundred million dollars in net operating systems okay. and their net income. They only have the eight thousand four hundred employees, and their net income basically was two hundred and forty-five point three million dollars, which how, means how many hubs in the in the states are do they have their um networks in or there's um syndications in? Um, I believe how, how Maryland is that. I believe Maryland is the is the is the headquarters. I I don't think they're in all of them. I think they're on the east and some of the west. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't see them. Emmis is clearly bigger than them. And Emmis is smaller, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Um, I would have to ask the person over there who I know what's their net worth. But Emmis Communications, it seems like they're going to redux all of their radio stations. Okay. Yeah, people, we're talking wrestling, but Mark, we were talking about numbers. But financially, I don't even think 5% of this is going over to ROH. Right. So I think what ROH is a presentation, maybe more more so presentation than development of the actual company. Absolutely. So, you know, when I mean major, I mean we got billionaires in the game. 
Word. And when you got billionaire, now we got billionaire versus billionaire once again. Mm-hmm. Um, the Khan family is roughly around seven point one to seven point two billion dollars, yeah. ca- and that's not counting all of their business mm-hmm. put together. Um, I believe it's seven point four to be exact. Right. The son is around the three hundred, five hundred to six hundred million mark. The father's around six point six, six point seven. Um, that's just off the research I've been doing off the Khan family in general. Um, these guys are major players. Right. And they didn't just come in with the son's money. They just didn't come in with the dad's money. They came in with organization money. And to own a football team, you got to be willing to spend about $2 billion. And I think they also have a, um, they have a soccer league out there in um, England also, somewhere in the UK. They, mm-hmm. they got ties in that as well. So, yeah, they're not coming in this thing empty-handed. They're, they're going to fund this thing, and they're coming in with the... Uh, well, they came in with $100 million, just off the rip. Right. And we're not talking about other expenses and deals that they're going to rope in and this, that, and the other. So, you know, the Khan family is definitely not a fucking game. Right. They're about their business. So. Yeah, they're 100% about their business. Um, So if we take wrestling companies in the world, they might have just became the number two wrestling company in the world, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I believe so. Um, just they, off they, of rip of who the family is, and they didn't even open their doors yet. But we'll get into that when we we start the, you know, going to the conversation. What is the father's name? Um, I'm not, I don't want to say Samir, but uh, because uh, that's like too atypical. But uh, we're about to look that up right now. And, yeah, uh, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the son. Let me just click on his father. Saeed. Saeed, right? There Saeed. you go. Saeed Khan Saeed. Network. Saeed Khan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, six point I was right. Six point seven billion to be exact. And that's US dollars. Um, so United States dollar, yeah, six point seven billion dollars to be exact. As of two thousand nineteen, uh Saeed Khan is worth. Okay. Um so with that, with them giving a, a, a beautiful hunt. They could have easily put two hundred million in, and I thought they was probably being very realistic and said, "No, a hundred million will do for right now." Um, that's where they're at, right? So you look at between him and the son together, you're looking at seven point two to seven point three billion dollars to play with. Mm-hmm. That's no small chunk of change. And when you talk about the son, you're talking about Tony Khan, correct? Yes, that yeah. He's. I think he. If he. If anything, he probably might be the one. That'll also kind of like be the like the face behind the, you know. Well, he he he, he works side by side with the managers in the NFL. Okay. Um, with, within the football team, so he's gonna be doing double duties. Like he said, when I'm not watching wrestling, I'm watching. When I'm not working on football, I'm watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. So he's been programmed to. He's indoctrinated in this. He went to school for business and finance, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So this kid is this kid is not a gamer. In the Khan family, there's only two. There's uh, Shana Khan and and Tony Khan. So there's only two kids. Right. So, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they're major players. But in doing so, we'll talk more about that on another episode about the net worth and this, that, and the other. So wrestlers now having two big places to go. Because back in the day, we had WCW and WWE, and then the outskirts was always Ring of Honor and ECW. Right. And then Japan was always an option for everybody. Exactly. Um, Back in the day. 
Mexico yeah. also from time to time. Mexico, also- you're right. Depending and Mexico still as big as they are in the wrestling business, they've never been considered major threats to the U.S. market. No, they never did. I will probably say if they like one other set, maybe two other places in North America that you can probably do something with was mm-hmm. Puerto Rico and and Canada. And Canada is pretty huge with their territory system as well. Between Montreal and between Western Canada, you always had a place to work. So mm-hmm. you had the Rougeos, uh place to work, which was Toronto and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then, you, of course, you know, you had Stu Hart, the um, Calgary promotion up there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's uh, pretty much a, a given. You had chance, you had opportunities to work in the United States if you couldn't you know, work for Vern Gagne or work for Eddie Graham or work for Fritz Von Erich or um, Joe Blanchard or the countless. Right, which will all will be labeled as. The, it, see, it's funny you said that. It's more so working for the promoter than you are the company. Right. When you look at that method, because you're not mentioning Fed's names, you're mentioning promoters' names. Yeah, because those were the ones that were running those those, those right. organizations. And those organizations were basically had membership in the National Wrestling Alliance. Right. So, or with the exception of Vern Gagne, mm-hmm. that was AWA. So, um, when, so when you say that and you pull it back and you start looking at these guys in the WWE, when you look at the WWE, you clearly go, this is a wrestling... You're working for the engine mm-hmm. of WWE, right. and Vince is no longer looked up as, as the promoter. No, you know he's he's he surpassed those titles exactly. And in this situation with the Khan family, Cody and them has surpassed those titles. Yes, <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. they legitly have. There's nothing else to label it as. They they've they've became a major player, but they only have a hundred million dollars to work with. Uh, New Japan doesn't have a hundred million dollars to work with. No. Um, Ring of Honor is probably in the six, maybe seven million dollar market. Mm-hmm. And WWE is working with billions. Right. You know what I'm saying? A clearly, a clearly about two point two point something billion dollars. Absolutely. Now Vince Man is no chump. He has three point two uh three point two billion dollars himself, this, that and the other, but he's um absorbing a lot of that money into XFL. Which is we're gonna see what that is gonna go, which I think is a big mistake if he doesn't allow people to become owners mm-hmm. and create that. But that's a business conversation for another day. I feel as if he's making the same mistake. I think he's right because the NFL is losing v- viewership at an alarming rate mm-hmm. where Vince can gain it. But if you allow a lot of other people like the celebrities in them to buy teams and come in and legitimize this, then you got then he can create a major player. Absolutely. But today we're gonna talk about building the rosters of right. New Japan. Well actually, New Japan of AEW. AEW, all the rest all right. the wrestling, right. Um how we're doing this is is you know, I said let's take and find 40 people, 10 men, 30 women on how we would build. I know Mark said he got a good bit of it. It's a lot to go over. Word. But we're going to we're gonna go through this. So, Mark, I want you to hit us with um, – let's start with you and the females. Who did you select under the women? Okay, under the females, I put down um, Tessa Blanchard. Wait, well, hold on. Before you start, people, what we're doing is we're, we're, everyone is going to be saying who they should sign and who mm-hmm. they shouldn't sign. So what me and Mark are doing literally is saying – we're both we both build rosters. So he's gonna I'm gonna say who my roster people is. Mark is gonna say who his roster people is. And this is just us saying how we would start if we were to book them in, if we had the checkbooks yeah. and the balances and we was going to say, Hey, 
these are the rosters that we're going to build. These are the people we're going to build. There's no reasons why we're taking them. I mean, we could talk about that a little, but mm-hmm. but what we're trying to say, we're establishing our AEW rosters, and this is who we feel should be the first 40 men and women that can solidify us to get us through weekly television. Right. Which, what was the show going to be called? Tuesday Night Dynamite? The potential show is Tuesday Night Dynamite. Which I'm not against. Which, so, which if they do, once they, if they do, once they announce their, um, their TV deal, mm-hmm. who they're going to be uh, broadcasting with, because um, there's a lot of rumblings in the air, but Tuesday Night Dynamite potentially could be the main show, which would be on uh, network television or cable television uh, throughout the United States. I'm all for it. All right. So we're building our roster. So let's get you started with with the woman that you selected. Okay. So now my first naturally is Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. I thought about her. Um, she would definitely be a perfect fit. I right. would also say uh, um, Tennille Dashwood from ROH mm-hmm. would make a perfect fit. Um, if I could pull her out of her WWE developmental contract. Let's just say you just pull him. No, there's no, there's, don't worry about if okay. you can pull him. You're snatching him. If I can snatch him, Mercedes Martinez. So, so hold on. This is so people understand, you got them. That's on I your roster. Them. Right. This is this is This my is roster. your roster. You got right. them. Mercedes Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lefisto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nevia. Where's Lefisto from? Lefisto is from Russia. No, I'm talking about what fed. Oh, she 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 wrestles on the Indies, mm-hmm. but she's she's from Russia. Okay, I, I would I would pull her definitely. Uh, Jazz, yeah, <laughs> you know to round it out because you need like some vets to veterans to help mold the system. Hold mold the, about to say mold the systems, mold the women inside the ring. Mm-hmm. So and Kira Hogan, I would right. pull her, mm-hmm. and um, I think I said Navia. Those are the ones that I would definitely pull as far as like the women. There are a lot of women out there right yeah, now. Yeah, you know it's fun. I watch a lot of it. Um, let me hit let me hit people with the women's roster that I picked. So I only select ten to start off with because obviously it would be a growing. You don't know who's gonna stay past mm-hmm. the first six months. Right. So for me, it was Jesse Brooks. Mm-hmm. It was Mandy Leon. Right. Tessa Blanchard definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, she's or that would be. She's major. To me, she's in my world title picture. Um, Kira Hogan. Right. Taya Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie. Right. She's she's becoming uh, a bit of a sensation. I know she's, what's his name's uh, girl, wife. Mm-hmm. What's that wrestler name? Johnny Nitro. He now, right. He, um, Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. I know that's his wife, but her career is bigger than his, and he's been on grander stages. Right. Um, that says a lot. Yeah, Keita Rush, mm-hmm. obviously. Jazz, yes. no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey James, veteran wrestler. Yes, okay, I can see that. Being underutilized completely. That's the perfect place for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruby Riot, because you need that look. Yes. And Ruby Riot is not being used correctly in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And for sure, no questions asked, Ember fucking Moon. Yeah. Because Ember Moon was huge. On the, on the indie scene, that, right? and it seems like she gets no respect whatsoever. You would have thought she would have been in the world title picture already, and they're treating her as in the WWE, and they're treating her as if she's a nobody and she's non-talented. Right. Is she an awkward-looking chick? Of course, she's. You know, does she come off with a little emo vibe? That's what she put her gimmick. She mm-hmm. put it in her gimmick, but I think she would be definitely. Who would you make your woman's champion? Okay, uh, as far as like, uh, like just start off off out the gate, off like. The- you know what? I, I want to add Sui, Sui um, Young mm-hmm. from Impact. Mm-hmm. I would take her and throw her in there in the mix well as well. But if I was to start off, 
crowning my AEW Women's Champion, I would definitely put the championship on Tennille Dashwood. Mm. And for me, if I was to start off the AEW scene, I would start it off with Kira Hogan. She's huge. Yeah, she. I know she's huge. She's too. she's she's huge. She has a presence, and she's only getting better and better. And Kira Hogan, in in my first feud, which I'm going to ask you next, and my first feud would be Kira Hogan versus someone will be in a triple threat will be Kira Hogan versus Jazz versus Mickey James because you want those two old schoolers to rub off on her mm-hmm. and not shine her up but actually get her perform get her world championship ready. Mm-hmm. Kira Hogan's young, she's beautiful, she has a presence that's undeniable. Right. She she's never slacking in, in presentation mm-hmm. at all. So Kira Hogan definitely versus Definitely, that, uh, that feud will be Kara Hogan, Jazz, and Mickey James because I would want those two seniors right. to give a good. And it's Who interesting because I, I I have Kara Hogan up there on my list too. Um, I would say Mercedes Martinez mm-hmm. and uh, D- Jazz. I would say them two because right. no matter what, we see Jazz in that. Jazz is Jazz definitely in the main event, and then Mercedes is one that fucking, in my opinion, deserves it. Mm-hmm. I think that um, for the years that she's been cutting her teeth in the Indies. This woman truly deserves it, and I can see her and Jazz telling a great story and just igniting um, that women's division. Now, it's funny. I ha- if you notice, there's a little cross out right here. Mm-hmm. I moved Mart- Martinez off of there. Oh, wow. I don't feel she's pushing herself. Well, I think, and, and, and let me explain this. I think she's talented. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. The problem is, I think she does not realize she needs she she doesn't have an it factor. She's a great worker, but I don't see Martinez selling out a building. I don't. Kira Hogan can she do w- it. Walks out and it's automatically holy shit. You want to see what she's gonna do? Mm-hmm. Martinez is a hardcore worker. I'm not against that. Right. But. She would end up being my Dolph Ziggler in AEW, and I wouldn't even mean to do it. It'll be by mistake. Oh, okay. All That's right. just my personal thing. I mean, but yeah. I agree with you that this bitch is a worker. She could do her motherfucking thing. Right. And she's she's cut her teeth. She's grinded. She's molded herself to be a phenomenal talent. But when you pull it back, when she walks out the ring, you, I feel like she's playing wrestler instead of being a wrestler. I think mainly because... And and this is and this is my personal opinion. Okay. You know, I don't want people to think I'm I'm ragtagging her. I think mainly because like from what we see of her now doing the May Young stuff and the WWE developmental and everything, um, some might say too little, too late. But I go back to the days of WS WSU, um, and everything she was doing in Jersey, Jersey All Pro and stuff like that. She was lighting a goddamn scene on fire with Angel Arsini and um. Uh, what's what's the chick's name? Alicia and all these other um, girls from Jersey and so forth mm-hmm. like that. They would. She was in. She was in the conversation. Mercedes was um, the girl that was the was the woman in the conversation during that time. Mm-hmm. She was the the hottest thing as far as like feuds go, especially over that uh, WSU championship belt um, with her and Angel. But um, this is why I f- I strongly feel that her and Jazz, if they were feuding over the championship to crown the champion and to tell a story around it, whether if it was a chase or whether if it was like a, a, a prolonged build going forward or whatever, I could see them really telling a story and knocking knocking shit down. 
And, and, I, I and I'm position. looking at, you know, as I was writing this card, I was looking at matches of wrestlers. And my issue with Shelly Martinez is she loses her footing. She's a great worker, but every so often she loses her footing. Um, she has the Triple H problem, the two left feet. Okay. Her footwork, I don't like. If we're talking about giving people equal pay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at equal pay. I would use Shelly. Michelle, but, you mean Angel? I mean, I mean um, Angel. Merce- Merce- Mercedes, excuse me. Excuse me. I would use Mercedes, but at the same time, I feel as if I would, I would, there's something, AEW is going to expose a lot of talent. Okay. Because WWE protects everyone. So what they're trying to do is hide what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. And the way you hear them, these niggas talking, they're talking about, we're going to let the crowd judge. Right. So when you're looking at that, again, I don't want to, put her in I don't want to put Mercedes in the wrong situation you know what I'm saying so could you see her perhaps maybe being like a transitional champion I I would be scared to put the belt on her okay I would be I would be scared to put that belt on her no questions asked I again she showed her ass at the Mae Young Classic mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have been mad if they made her want the winner mm-hmm of the May Young Classic. I just, I just, you, here's another thing. I think when a lot of wrestlers go to the WWE, they're prepared for their cut. And I think she was, she redesigned her skill set to be in the WWE. Right. I mean, get, does that make any sense of what I'm saying? It, it does, because what happens is, like, what you do, as they say, what's done in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. So when, what you do on the Indies stay on the Indies. When you come to, to Titan, when you come to WWE, you got to fit into the machine. If right, you and feel, if they feel that you ain't fitting in the machine, they're gonna find a way to make sure that you do fit right. in that machine, and they're gonna um push you or book you or maneuver you mm-hmm. to the way that they want you to be on their stage. Right, and I'm as I'm looking at it, she's she's not a bad talent, but I feel as if I I really feel as if she's playing wrestler versus being a wrestler. Mm. And I think AEW would expose her because they're not signing no chumps over there. No. And I don't think she's the best. Of the, I think all elite should be the elite. This is no longer the best of the best. This is now an elite class of wrestling. Right. And I like Shelly. I want, I, 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 when I watched the Mae Young Classic, I wanted her to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's something when she walks out that curtain, there's something she's missing. And maybe it's the gimmick. I'm not against the tattoos. I love the tattoos. I don't, I'm not a fan of her ring gear, but I, I'm thinking maybe maybe it's a gimmick. So, you know, think about it. When Triple H walked out as the blue blood, we did not see 16, 15 times. No. We didn't think. A lot of people. I barely, even, I barely even seen him as a one-time Intercontinental Champion. When, when he got with Shawn Michaels, we thought he extended his uh-huh. fifteen minutes, right? When he when he put them when he became the game, we knew we had a player. <laughs> okay, you get what I'm saying, right? So I think what it I'm is. I'm not even so, going to argue about that. Yeah, so I, I think can't. what it is with Shelly, um, I think Mercedes. Mercedes, excuse me, because <laughs> I mean, there's so many Martinez up there. Right. When it comes to um, just don't say punishment. Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Mercedes, I think it's just one of those things where maybe it needs to be a full name and look rebranding. Because I think if you rebrand her perfectly, then she becomes that elite talent. Right. Okay. And a lot of those got women who came from the indies 
unlike WWE with the men, they reshape the men, they change their look and their names. When they bring the women in, they let them stay the same. And I don't see the character development for the women as much as I see for yeah, the there's, men. There's no emphasis in that. And I would hope that in AEW they do that, considering right. that um, Brandy Rhodes now is the um, the branding um, officer of the company and mm. um, head of the women's division. You know, we'll see how we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And I totally forgot the fact that you know she's at the. She's and at of the course, we didn't put division. Brandy's name on there because right. obviously she's the company's head Pretty of that much. of those things. Right. Um. But let's move over into the um, the men's. Okay. So, uh, people, this is where it gets lengthy. Yeah. So you know how we do. We're gonna get started. We're we gonna get some work done on this one. All right. So now my first pick, of course, you know, was the main signee was Jericho. So that we know that he's in a box by himself, so we're gonna put him to the side. Mm-hmm. All right, Zack Saber Jr. was my second, so technically he's my first. Right. Um, the fact that you know the the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion is a tournament killer. He's a tournament winner. He's a high. He's a high gamble. Uh, like you know, like a sure shot win. Mm-hmm. If you wanna, if you play have a tournament and you want a sure shot winner, or someone that's definitely gonna come in and do something. It's that dude right there. Yeah, and he and he can he can wrestle two to three times a night on some King of the Ring shit and yes. really really do it. And you can expect a real good performance out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, second of course is um, Will Osprey. You know, Will Osprey is changing up his style right about now. Sure, he can high fly. Sure, he can do um, all of the crazy flip flop fly shit. But the guy's now adding a brawling element to mm. his style right about now, um, and he's pretty much the talk of the never open weight division right now but right. i can definitely see him having a nice fit inside of um all elite wrestling mm-hmm. my third would be Dolph Ziggler simply because he's a workhorse you can use a guy like Dolph Ziggler inside that promotion mm-hmm. to help put talent over and to potentially become world's champion there mm-hmm. and do it with no do it with no restrictions so i can see him there doing that Another person is Zack Ryder, mm-hmm. you know, only because this man, like how we discussed offline before, this guy was seven years ahead of using social media to Created get himself belts, over, just, creating, that, yeah, just everything. doing everything that can garner him the attention this man can do. And I want you to pause right there on the, on the Zack Ryder shit. Zack Ryder was that dude that if they were smart, they could have reproduced that internet title and they would have sold more of those than they sold the world fucking title mm-hmm. because you had people who was who were YouTubers yep. and YouTubers support YouTubers. Yes. And they, I don't think WWE, and I still don't think to this day they understand the magnitude of YouTube. Absolutely. You know, if and let me say this, and I know I'm interrupting that a little, so forgive me. That's all right. Um, instead of having three hours of Raw, how about your first hour on YouTube and then lead into your nine o'clock show? Makes damn makes perfect sense because those live yeah. numbers would be fucking phenomenal. Everyone would tune into that, and you won't have to worry about a one point three drop in your ratings. And we gotta remember, we talked about this on another podcast. It ain't about ratings no more. Mm-hmm. It's about content, right? And for me, who gives a fuck if the ratings drop down to one to to below a one? It doesn't matter. Content is still content king. is king. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And the replay is king. Yep. So those are those things. But keep on going. I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. As this he brought up, Dorf Ziggler is a anomaly 
WWE had a financial cash cow. Mm-hmm. We never had to put the world title. And let me tell you something. You could have put the Intercontinental title on him and let him rebrand that as the Internet Championship as long as he's the champion. So about Zack Ryder, right? Yeah, and they mm-hmm. would have ran, and the fans would have ate it up. Yeah. We saw when he won the belt at WrestleMania. Then you take it off him the next day. It was like a joke just same to get thing, the picture for him. The same thing, too, when he was the United States champion. He held it for like a mere two. No, actually, he held it for like a month, like not even a month. And it was gone. Like three weeks, and then bang, it was gone. He's the person we want to see titles with. Right. You know, but keep on, but let's keep moving forward. It's just that he's just such a. Kurt Hawkins. And not only that, you can. Paired them back up together as a tag team. I think they was trying to hint at that, but you know, WWE buried Cole Hawkins so they, far they, down yeah. the roster. He's the only one with the with the reverse the the, the reverse wrestling streak. You know, the, whereas the lose, like, he had the losing he streak. has the losing streak. Yeah. He's yet to win a match, so he's um I guess what a hundred and fifty in 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 zip, you know, or zero and hundred and fifty or whatever the case may be. I thought it was two hundred. Well, okay, well, but then he's barely on TV. Right. So, <laughs> so they must be counting house shows. Yeah. So, uh, but him and Zack Ryder together as a tag team, I can definitely see mm-hmm. working in AEW. Willie Mack. Okay. Definitely, you you need you, you need you know that boy can wrestle. That man can do it. Everything he can do it all. He has charisma. He can work. He can talk. He's pretty damn good. And he's not like your average typical wrestler. And the fact that you know he, I think he has like that modern day. Uh, JYD slash Dusty Rose look, he connects with the people, yeah. so he fits in for, pretty well. For, for more elite wrestling skill set, right? He's definitely not limited. And then, of course, you know if they have this partnership with the National Wrestling Alliance, that um, NWA United National Championship, uh, National Championship will be right up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh Kushida, right? Okay, um, everyone knows or it's, spe- it's speculatory that. Um, He'll be coming to the WWE. Mm-hmm. He'll uh, he can see himself there. He feels that this they feel that this is the place for him to go. But personally, I would rather see Kushida go to AEW and wrestle in top tier matches mm-hmm. with a lot of the top tier talent that's there. I think he would make a perfect fit there. He doesn't have to worry about. Um, the E perhaps maybe trying to put a stifle or grabbing a hold onto that um, his time splitter gimmick. He will have total control of that. That's his. He will flourish off of that, and he would do really, really good. Uh, my next per, my next, my next pick. It's not controversial, but I'm gonna go along with it because you might need somebody in this magnitude to be a part of this promotion, and he's gonna fit in to a certain degree. But I'm going to say Sonny Kiss. And the reason why I say mm. him, I seen... I, I mean, seen, I don't consider that controversy. Okay, I seen the dude mm. work. And if anyone knows, yes, he's a part of the LGBT community. And Sonny Kiss, outside of everything else, is a phenomenal wrestler. Mm. And um, he would make a perfect fit up in there in that junior division. Um, he'll, he'll fit. That's what I, that's what I, what I think. Right. Uh, Juice Robinson, mm. uh, the IWGP US champion. Uh the man came a long way, even though he has a three-year deal with New Japan right now. Right. Um, he's come a long way from his C.J. Parker days in the WWE, mm-hmm. NXT, and what have you. But And we talked a little bit about Juice Robinson on the phone, how mm-hmm. I feel he needs a look change for the States, but in Japan... His look is freaking perfect. His, right. He's literally a manga come right. to life, a, as I was telling you on right. the phone. And 
he looks like they drew him. So yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, I just feel as if he had, he needs two looks. But yeah, I can't argue with him being an AEW member. Okay. Uh, next would be uh, Trent Beretta. Okay, haven't heard that name in a you while. You know, Beretta has been doing damn good over there in um New Japan right about now. Mm. Uh, he's currently going to be facing Juice Robinson for that U.S. Championship. So then there's that potential of that. Rivalry, rivalry taking place there in AEW as well mm-hmm. because uh, this is the time for Trent to step up as a heavy and as a singles competitor. But you're but you're booking, but you're saying that's the man that's on your roster. That's the guy on my yeah, roster, yeah. right? Yeah, no, no questions asked. You got him. The you cut the check. Nick Aldis. Okay. You gotta have someone of that magnitude in your promotion. If you're talking about building, um. Challengers, contenders, and potential world heavyweight champions, Nick Aldis fits. Now, hold on. I fought that name staying off my roster for a reason. Okay. And I, I, I'm i bringing this up. Nick Aldis is a great talent, but he ain't wrestled nobody. He's like the Undertaker streak for the first six years. God damn. You understand what why I'm saying? Do you, why do you say that? That's inter- That's an interesting... Uh, he ain't wrestled nobody. That's an interesting note. I mean... You, he, when you was an impact with the semi big boys, you was a nobody. Okay. Came to a, you came to NWA, took on a fifty year old man mm-hmm. who had more charisma than you. Okay. But you won the title. All right. Nick Oldis lost that title, and was almost lost in the archives of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Put the title back on him. People still think Cody's the champion. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, he yeah. ain't wrestled yeah. nobody. I didn't see him in New Japan taking on the Omegas and the Okadas and the Koshidas mm-hmm. and the Tanahashis right. and the Evils. Okay. You understand what you okay. and the okay. Naitos? Right, you, right, right. Okay. I didn't see him in Ring of Honor taking oh. on well, uh, he, hold on. Taking on the Bucks. I didn't see him going up against the Dalton Castles. I didn't see him going up whether he did what he did with Fafima or not. I didn't see him go up against Jay Lethal. I didn't see him go up against Loki. Mm, mm, mm. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Although I'm just okay, what I'm saying. Okay. I'm mentioning names, right? That on the outskirts of the WWE, right? You put him in the WWE, and he'll he be, be lost. He'll be lost in the shuffle there. You know who he becomes? What's that French tag team? Rene Dupree and um, La Resistance. Nigga, he 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 carries the coats for La Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! You get what I'm saying? Okay, okay. When they, when they take the belts off and they hand it to the guy, he's the guy who hands it to the referee, who then hands it to the ring announcer, who then hands it to the bellkeeper, and then they remember to give it to him to the guy. So that's, okay, when they I, win I, the match, I, I, okay. you get what I'm saying? All right. So no, I mean this. I mean this with all disrespect. Okay. I mean, I, I mean this with all disrespect. I mean, but nigga, but, you didn't wrestle no more. You went, to, you wrestled seven weirdos that look like they play guitar for Billy Corgan. The only person, the I would, you, you gotta, you gotta add this name in because he he wrestled Colt Cabana in China, and that was a and pretty, who's Colt Cabana? He would be a glorified uh, Pepsi Cola Cola delivery guy if he wasn't wrestling. You know the guy he gets off the truck and he got the back brace on. He would be that dude. But still. Colt had a handshake agreement to get in the WWE, and still, they was like, nah. Do you understand? They kept. I, I got you. I got you. But go ahead. Continue. Nigga, if you're going to mention, and I like Colt Cabana, but a nigga with no neck 
almost became world champion, while Colt's best friend still couldn't guarantee him a main spot. And on that note, what's that nigga <laughs> with no nickname? Um, <laughs> oh God, the intergender tag, cha- the intergender, ta- intergender James ta- Ellsworth, James no chin, El- no chin, James Ellsworth, intergender champion, in- intergender champion of the world. Almost looked like he was going to get himself a WWE championship while Colt can't even get a ticket in the building. Mm. Charisma cannot be made. It can only be built. Well, but that's his opinion. <laughs> I feel that Nick Aldis will be perfect inside the inside of AEW. The AEW, because, yeah, that's your roster. Because you know, he, he's a technician and so forth, but that... We're going to go forth from mm. that. And uh, he looks like a broken Mortal Kombat character that they stopped in mid-development. Damn. <laughs> like, you putting that in the game? I, I they, got said, the... they said chill, chill. We got Johnny Cage. Okay, chill. all right. Um, <laughs> Robbie Eagles from Australia. Mm. Robbie Eagles as a as a junior heavy. Um, he's he's an exciting type, exciting type guy. I saw his. Are we gonna, well, we know in the states we don't do junior heavy, so we're just gonna right. label him as uh, as open weight, as everyone else, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. O- okay. he's open weight. So mm-hmm. I mean, he he fits in well and. You know, I think the Rob, Robbie Eagles will make a good fit. I like Robbie Eagles. Uh, Michael Elgin. Without question. You know me and you are both high on him. Yeah, you know. Maybe sh- sh- a few short of some charisma points, but this nigga, he's a... Mike is that dude. Man. He's a dude, yeah. He's you that know? dude. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Mm. Even though none, nothing has been said about what's going on with him other than him recuperating, recouping from the concussion he got right. from that um, That's, that, that elbow strike from Will Ospreay. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because that was talked about. I don't know if you go on Reddit, mm-hmm. but um, you know Reddit is a deep rabbit hole of information and knowledge and right. shit like that. And people who are talking. There's not a lot of love for that guy, I've realized, in the locker rooms. For Ospreay? I didn't know it. I didn't know it till I was on the Reddit. So, you know, Reddit. Reddit is just a dangerous place to go. But keep on going. Okay. So now, the but Tongans. I, but I, I agree, he's a major player. Yeah, the Tongans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tama and Tongaloa. Um, you want to build up that tag division? You want to build up? Uh, you want to have some teams up in there that got some charisma mm-hmm. that uh, um go that uh put your shit in the forefront, you got to have the Tongans up in there. You mm-hmm. got to have Tama and you got to have um, Tongaloa up in there. They will they will make a perfect fit in that tag team I cannot division. argue with that. So I can see them and the uh, SoCal Unlimited, so, yeah, SoCal Uncensored going at it. I can see perhaps them and the Bucks once again carrying the feud over. There's so much potential there. Right, right. You know? Uh, and plus, if you kind of want to give that itch and that singles run to Tama, this would be the place. Yeah. Okay, um, we can also perhaps maybe get that potential if it were to ever happen that one on one between him and Kenny, mm. if it ever goes down. If it ever goes down, right? Uh Hideo Otami, mm. aka Kenta. Forgotten about. I didn't even realize. I didn't even think about that name. Yeah, Kenta goes up in there. Mm-hmm. My honorable mention would be um, Marafuji from Noah. That's that's a that's a guy that can definitely fit up in there. Uh, if they were smart, they would start rating Noah's roster. Right, but I believe, um, I believe the E might be trying to build some kind of a work agreement with, with Noah. Noah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I believe that there's a potential of that happening. Then, of course, Pentagon mm-hmm. and Phoenix. 
Mm-hmm. Got to have them two up in there. Right. They're you know, major players. Yes. You got to have more them two Pentagon up. than anyone. Right. I think he's one of the, he's quiet. One of the quietest, biggest names in professional wrestling. Absolutely. Um, Apollo Crews. Always better on the indie scene. All the bullshit aside from what he's doing in, in WWE, pull him, bring him inside to AEW. He he fits the he fits the bill. Mm-hmm. My other honorable mention would be ACH. Well, let's not even call it honorable mentions. These niggas is on okay. your roster. Well, ACH definitely. You right. know, uh, high flyer technician. The guy has personality and charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh, a name that you mentioned, I got him on my roster. Mm-hmm. Dalton Castle. Right. You know, I'm a big fan of Dalton. Bring bring big Dalton up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bully Ray, mm-hmm. just to have like that extra veteran. Um, experience and sauce inside the promotion. Bully Ray will fit in perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flip Gordon definitely belongs in AEW. Okay. And uh, I will probably say my last two, MVP. Right. And Jimmy Havoc. I like the MVP thing. Jimmy Havoc. Uh, but MVP, yeah. Veteran. Mm-hmm. Season. Keep the boys seasoned. Yes. You need. You definitely need that. Uh that's basically my my picks right. right there as far as like uh my 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 wrestlers that I would want to see and in that I want in um AEW. All right, so let me um let me run it down and then we'll talk about who we will book as our champions in our first feuds. Okay. Um for me straight up and down because he's going to end up becoming one of the biggest names in wrestling, Pete Dunne. Yeah. Pete Dunne would have to be up in there. He's um he makes England look extremely strong. Mm-hmm. Bobby Roode. Right. Bobby Roode is a phenomenal heel. He's a phenomenal presenter. I think he's being underused right now in WWE. He does not belong in the tag team division or as a tag team champion. Bobby Roode should be always in the world title picture. Um, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Yeah. WWE has done nothing for him. His world championship meant nothing. His intercontinental championship has meant nothing. His United States championship has meant nothing. Mm-hmm. His IC, everything, every belt he has held almost is non-existent. And when he was on the indie scene, he was a major fucking player. You talk about heat. Make sure you get that to guy. that mic when you say when You, you talk about heat, that was that guy right there, hands yeah. down. Hands down. Um... And I'm just tapping a little bit of the WWE first because it's easy to get them out the way. Um, Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. needs to be he he needs that extension to be brought into the WWE uh, out of the WWE and the AEW. Phenomenal talent. He can really really wrestle, and he has a gimmick that really works. Right. Um. Obviously, as we both had, Chris Jericho. Yes. Major player. Chris Jericho does not need even need a championship. He just needs good feuds and presentation, and that will be the king of the microphone right there. Yes. Um, Finn Balor, a.k.a. Prince Devitt. Right. Definitely needs the AEW he's world championship level wrestler. He can go. He'll show up to work, and I think he'll bring everything he learned from WWE into AEW mm-hmm. and make it new. And with his full roster moves back and his presentation of how he comes to the ring yeah. and being allowed to use gimmicks to because he had 50 different looks and entrances. Especially when doing the uh, the Prince demon. Devitt, yeah. yeah. But you limit him to one shitty-ass dreadlock-wearing character, 
with you're limiting the talent and the potential. Mm-hmm. If you got to make more toys, then make more toys. If he has to become, if you have to sell interchangeable heads with him, sell interchangeable heads with him. Right. But Prince Devitt to me was a giant toy market. Mm-hmm. He was a giant presentation market, and he came to the ring like the Joker. He came to the ring like Bane. He came to the ring like Venom, and he's forced to be one particular thing because. They don't want to mess up the toy branding. Right. When the toy company needs to keep up with WWE, they don't need to keep up with the toy company. Exactly. I think with him being there, merchandise alone, imagine selling 20 different pop Persons toys. Of, of, of Prince Devitt oh. in all these incarnations. And all, you know what I'm saying? Just the pop toys alone. Just the with the LI, with the LIJ company. Just the toys alone. Just just in, just in toys alone, mm-hmm. Prince Devitt is a gold mine that WWE did not step on. Word. And I will always focus on the vinyl toy market because this is where he wins. Mm-hmm. And just imagine having Joker Devitt, this Devitt, that. You walk, you walk into a GameStop, how many different Deadpools there are? There's a shitload. Him with you dresses have, on, him have, with this, have, him have, with that. You have Gwynpool. You have, yeah, you um, have. Well, Gwynpool's an actual character. Right. Deadpool has you, a... You got a whole bunch of random Deadpools, right. Yeah, but so... Overall, it's like you can market it. So with, with the looks with Devitt, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? With the Bane, the this, it was yeah. dope. You know what I'm saying? With the two extra cops he threw to the side in that great entrance he had. You could sell the two extra cops with the Prince Devitts. You know what I'm saying? You can actually do a rampway with him coming down with the stray jacket. There's so much that you can do mm-hmm. with Prince Devitt when it comes to marketing. And to me... That would be the sole purchase of grabbing him, right? And then on top of that, he's a, he's he is he's a, he is world champion. Yeah, no question. Not my world champion for the per se, but he's world, world champion, champion material. Right. Um, Zack Ryder. Yes, again, mm-hmm. again, a merchandise king. So as a, as people, here, as I'm picking these guys on the roster, these last few guys has been based off of merchandise, mm-hmm. based off of talent. Guys who always show up to work even when they got nothing for them. Yep. And Zack Ryder, as me and you know, we just spoke about when you brought him up on your roster, merchandise fucking monster. This dude is in the Comic Cons walking around. Mm-hmm. He's a toy person. I will also put him in charge of my toy division. Right. Have him work with them. I, I would I would <clears> give him <throat> two jobs. You you develop toys and merchandise. Mm-hmm. And that is it. Um most another person, believe it or not, and I know people are gonna disagree, but there's a reason for me picking this name. If I got that checkbook and I had to blow six, seven million dollars, John Cena. John Cena leaving the WWE would be the biggest thing since Hogan going to WCW. And when John Cena shows up, that is the King Hill of all hills. That is your transitioning moment. John Cena goes hill now, it'd be great, it'd be amazing. But John Cena going hill up against WWE? With that Hogan contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that Hogan, again, merchandise king. Bragging rights on how he built, kept a company on his back. That when he wasn't there, the ship and the ratings died. Mm -hmm. That when he's this, that, and the other. That the WWE is not him. It is he who held up the WWE. So those are things with with John Cena that you can do. But again, it, it may seem like a fantasy, but with Chris Jericho saying he got the biggest, biggest payday, who says they wouldn't dip back into the well to get – imagine John Cena coming away. He could be the possible first $20 million contract in wrestling. Mm. And he would deserve it, considering he is also he, a big star in Hollywood. Failing star, failing star. Okay. Oh, big failing star in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Though he was good in the film 
uh, blockers. Okay. The shit was he was he was funny and I like because he does his comedy. Yeah, seen as as a comedy guy. They played against his body type and they hid the muscle. Right. I think it worked. They put the right clothes on him and you didn't see a muscular guy. Yeah. Which to me is perfect. But long story short, um, John Cena is just if you want that Hulk Hogan NWO moment. And John Cena has been waiting to turn hill, but the moments always hasn't been right. Mm-hmm. This is it. That's your wrecking team. Wouldn't lead him as the champion, but that's your wrecking team. Gotcha. Now, let's move this forward. We're out of the <laughs> WWE roster. Okay. Dalton Castle. Definitely. Without question. Um, and tag, you know, I, I'm going to add this name. I forgot. Sonny Kiss. When you said it. Dalton Castle and Sonny Kiss <laughs> running side by side. So it would be hilarious if, if he continued that game. Right. So you figure, okay, here's Dalton with the boys, flamboyant, the peacock of wrestling, teaming up with Sonny Kiss. And his greatest feather shows up. <laughs> hey. hey. His greatest, his, the greatest feather in his peacock. You so, know just, so just imagine, you know, you put Sonny Kiss in a flamboyant LGBT character role. Well, he's already in a flamboyant LGBT. Well, he's even not, more flamboyant. He, his character is not LGBT. He's being himself. Right. And I love it because he's not forced to be anything else. Exactly. But, um... But definitely. A bit, a bit more a bit more frosting on the top, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, and more fine-tune. Mm-hmm. More fine-tune. Um, Bully Ray was definitely on my list. Right. This one is going to be a little bit, but you need some type of comedy in wrestling, but he's over as fuck. Cheeseburger. Right. I didn't even think about him. I didn't even <laughs> think about Cheeseburger. He's, he's corny, but him throwing out AEW Cheeseburgers or whatever deal they get with the companies and they got those labels, he's throwing out Cheeseburgers in the crowd wrapped okay. up with the AEW logo and what's the company that they use? What's a, Even if they use Church's Chicken or whatever. Okay. He could be throwing out Church's Chicken oh, Cheeseburgers. Oh, Carl Jr.? Carl Jr. <laughs> cheeseburgers. You get what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Um, I thought about that when I was uh, in Corny Island and I walked by a Carl's Jr. I said, they got a Carl's Jr. now in, in Corny Island. I said, that's what's up. But um, long story short, that's the... That's the person, right? You you know he's he's a he's a gimmick. He's hilarious. Um, he got a pop in New Japan two years ago. Yeah, on the, and he was on the Wrestle Kingdom card. Yes, and so, the New Year's da- and the New Year's Dash show for two years in a row. Right, so teaming with Liger. So here you are. Here's a person who's extremely over, and you can use him to get merchandise over. So like I said, people, as you hear me mentioning this roster, it's not just talent. It's also what makes. It's what's going to make the TV deal work and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Um, Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe. You got to have the Briscoe Senior brothers. Senior tag teams. You got to have the Briscoe brothers there's, there. There's nothing left for them to do in ROH. They're surpassed. They're, they're too rough for WWE, mm-hmm. but they might be just right for, for AEW. And they, these are elite. That's those. Are, those are two elite talents. Exactly. The the Briscoes, in my opinion, are like, or, or to me, and I might be pushing it a, a little bit far, mm-hmm. but they are the modern day Steiner brother. They are the modern day LOD. They are the modern day Heart Foundation. They are the modern day. I'm gonna disagree with um, you on that. I, I'm I'm just saying, you mm-hmm. know, as far as like tenured tag teams. They, I, I, I only put them in that category mm-hmm. because, you know, this is what tag team wrestling is about. When you have a, when you have a tenured team where you see them going from territory to territory, they were always together. Right. So I got that's you. why I say it like that. Now right. I won't say like, okay, they are, are they were, they are the Heart Foundation. Yeah, because they are just like, like they're nah. definitely not on these niggas' levels. No, well, I would say they surpassed the Heart Foundation tag team because the tag team 
was always something that the E never took too serious. They yeah. took Brett always more serious than the Anvil. But I will say this. They are the bushwhackers on steroids, psychologically, I mean, that were taken serious. The sheep herders. They, they, well, not the sheep herder gimmick, just that attitude. When right. you saw the bushwhackers, you thought they would do something, and then it turned into a fucking joke. Right. But they're not a joke. But if the bushwhackers were took serious and were extremely violent, Oh, they would. They would look like you know. On paper, the Bushwhackers look like psychopaths, and they should have been multiple time. They should have champions, right? But right, and when you look at those, uh, those are two dudes that if you drove by in the wrong town, you might not slow the fuck down. Mm -hmm. And the Briscoes are the same two dudes that if you drive by, you might not slow the fuck down. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. But I'm not gonna. I I don't disagree completely with what you said. I just feel as if there's something that there's something there for them, and they're senior. And they can work with, uh, and they work with everybody well. Right. My next person would be uh, Jay White. Okay. Definitely Jay White. Um, he's he's just one of those talents that you need him there. He excels in everything that he does. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see him being a world champion, but this dude can have a match, and he can still a show when he wants to. And he's a pretty good talker on that microphone. Yeah. Um, Marty Scroll. Mm -hmm. Um, someone who's developing his it factor. Yeah. The, so he he's developing it. Um, Sonata, yes, no questions asked. Give me Sonata. Mm -hmm. um, great international talent, great Japanese wrestler. He knows his presence in the ring. He can hold a match and crowd retention. Right, and the fans love him. You know, and plus he's he's he can appeal to the ladies. The you know mm -hmm. he he can appeal to the ladies definitely. The, the freaking female fan base out in Japan they love go him. ape shit for Sonata. Um. Naito. Okay. I didn't have him on the list, but... Uh, and I'm and I'm going to tell you why Naito. He can go in any world title picture, and he doesn't need a lot of words. When he comes out with that white suit, it's a fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> and having him disrespect the AEW belt, the way he disrespect belt, slamming it on the floor. Yeah. He uh, just build it off the angle that he hate he signed this contract, but he won't let no one else be champion. Yeah, and let him disrespect <laughs> straight up and down. And merchandise that is someone. Yeah, that mm -hmm. American merchandise would sound beautiful for mm -hmm. him. That's just me. And you got to respect him for leaving WWE in the room when he went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he Facts. Said, he goes, I'll be right back. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I did that at a job once. I took a telemarketer job. It was, you want me to sell phones? Sell, sell, sell phones. I said, I'm going to the bathroom. I never came back. <laughs> Left them with the bill. I wish they would have called me. N Naito definitely, I, I I can definitely see that. Naito, um, Naito and Jericho can continue their feud there too as well. I wouldn't even let them touch each other. Wouldn't, right? No. Uh. They, 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 they finalized their feud. It's over. It's over. Um, Tamatanga, obviously. Yes. And Tonga Loa, mm -hmm. obviously. Right. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. Cody, without question, he's already on the roster. Of course. Kota Ibushi. Right. Phenomenal talent. I think he needs to get out of Japan now. Okay. I think I think he is a high-level player that's been forced to the mid-card game. And he, when him and um, Kenny got back together, it was great, but it only benefited Kenny. Mm -hmm. And I think Kota Ibushi needs to be in a different world, appreciate it on a different scale, and let American, because American fans love him. 
Yeah, and, it's and they have a lot of love for him in a weird way. And it's interesting, interestingly said enough that even when all of this was going on, Tanahashi was like, "Yo, like Koda, you just need to be your own man. Why are you letting Kenny use you?" Right. Even though they use that, as a, it's funny how real life and storylines are really not that far apart. Right. Um, the next name on this list, obviously, we got the Young Bucks. They're on there. Of course, couldn't do it without them. Right. LAX. Now, which version of LAX? Both. Okay. Wanna know why? Dumb dudes, and even though we got a friend in there and this, that, and the other, dumb dudes can perform on right. both sides. And you know what they do well? Storylines. Because the best thing at one point was their impact skits mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel. Right. And they had everybody's fucking attention. And with that being said, Conan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Conan would fit good as a booker and a matchmaker. Conan um, and, and, understands and the business. Screen, and an on, an on-screen manager as well. Yeah, he understands the business on a Scott Hall, Kevin Hat, Nash Kevin level. Nash, right. And Kevin Nash, if you go back to WCW days, he don't hang out with just anybody, which mm-hmm. means those motherfuckers talk shop and they thought alike. Yep. And it was like, yo, let's roll together. And they rolled together. So for me, Conan is an asset that people sleep on Conan, mm-hmm. but he knows the business. Right. Phoenix. Yes. I have him down on the roster. Pentagon Jr., baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, without question. I'm going to snatch these guys because they're not being used. The Revival. Definitely. Um, that's that's AEW Tag Team Champions right there. Uh, you noticed on Raw that the uh, the Revival had hashtag FTR on their tights. I, I, didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah. They, um, they filed for the copyright for the Revival. The E doesn't own that name anymore. They're, that's theirs. So if they decide to leave, they're taking that with them. What does the FTR stand for? Fuck the revival. Oh, the young bucks always saying fuck the revival. <laughs> right, 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 right. I love it. <laughs> I love it. They should be selling those shirts, FTR. But Vince won't because they don't own it. Exactly. So now what will happen but is. But see, again, merchandise. See right. what you just did there? Mm-hmm. Motherfucking merch. And them versus the bucks. Oh that's, my that's, god! That's money in the making right there. That's that's a WrestleMania event. That's style, style event. To me, that right there is Freebirds versus Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, without question. Mm-hmm. Jim Cornette to shoot a new load. A word, exactly. Um, moving forward, obviously Hangman Page. Right. 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 This one, now these are guys I'm snatching. These last set of guys I'm snatching for specific reasons. Okay. Don't judge me. Randy Orton. Randy Orton is a king worker. He can work with anybody. But I think without the restrictions of a company holding him verbally back and skill-wise back, you get the Randy Orton that we all know is there that sometimes show up. That Randy Orton that you get that super RKOs from and this, that, and the other, but that out-of-nowhere shit, Randy is the perfect person. No world title needed. Show up and work. Have him as the Jake Roberts of the promotion? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would, then, yeah, I can't disagree with that and title. And then you can have that. Or even better, let that man be your Magnum TA. All right. Women love Randy on the right. low. That's true. And Randy's a cigarette smoker. Let Randy come out, smoke his cigarette, and put that shit out at the top of the ramp and come down to the fucking ring. Cigarette or cigarette weed? 
No, he's a, a heavy. <laughs> he, he walks up to fans and asks for cigarettes on a regular basis. Oh, okay. Because so he's no. He, everyone's always catching pictures of him smoking cigarettes. Okay. So if you just drop that, just use a cigarette marketing. Okay. Branding. Okay. Sell cigarettes. You can sell the candy stick cigarettes that kids used to buy but at the back store. In the day, right. Okay. They, Randy comes out two two puffs, throw it on the floor, step it down. You know what I'm saying? Okay, after he wins a match, have him light a cigarette up, walk away. You know, there's a he has a shithead look to him. Right. So for me, that's Randy. I'm looking at, but Randy can work. Okay. And yeah, I think we've never got the best of Randy because he's been limited by the the grant being protected by mm-hmm. the WWE. The WWE is a giant pull pillow cushion for some talent. Right. And for him, that's it. Um, Willie Mac. Right. Okay. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee should have never went to the WWE. Right. Big dude can move. Mm-hmm. You need a monster, and this roster don't have any monsters. And Keith Lee is a big guy, right? So you need that big dude. Um, believe it or not, Alistair Black, mm. gothic character, okay, emo, okay. The, that that theme of women loving that type of guy is major. Yeah. Um, EC three. Yeah, I can see him there definitely. EC3 is, EC3 is a talent that no one knows what to do with, and I think he needs freedom. Impact helped him develop. Right. WWE, he's misplaced, and I think on AEW, he's he in and out the, the world card, but mid-roster. Right. And the last person on this list, believe it or not, would be the IWGP champion, Tanahashi. You need a strong Japanese presence on that roster. I, it's not even about a strong Japanese presence. I'm just saying, oh, but I'm, I'm just saying you can use a guy like Tanahashi. You um, know, but Tanahashi is accepted everywhere he goes. Yes. So he transcends race. He mm-hmm. is literally the fucking man. Right. Now, moving forward, we're going to pick some champions, both of us. Okay. So I, I'm going to say, what, it, what? let me get the people what it is. We're going to pick tag champions. Mm-hmm. World champion, yeah, your tag champion, your world champion, your women's champion, mm-hmm. your let's say TV slash internet champion. Or, right. So we're looking at tag, women's TV, um, and that's it. I was kind of, I kind of like named some titles. I don't want what like, why I say when I say tag or TV, I wouldn't even name them just yet because let's let I don't want to let's not super brands right. But if you had well, to pick the world champion, your tag champion, and a a secondary champion, okay, the, who would those with the with the woman you said it would be Martinez, right? I would be Mercedes, either, Mercedes, either Mercedes or Jazz, as, right. as the as the champion or Tennille Dashwood. Who would be your secondary men's champion? My secondary men's champion will probably have to be like Zack Ryder, mm. or maybe. Um, well, in this particular case, I would say Pac, since Pac is going to be coming up in there. Holy shit, I, Pac! <laughs> let's let's both add him to that list. Pac, I'm sorry. And you know, and you the know, main because ev- he was signed, I didn't think right. about him. Already. And then the main event uh, is going to be him versus um, Hangman Page. Which me and you nothing. talked about Hangman right. was going to be in that vein. And it's going to be, and I believe the Dragon Gate open the open the gate championship might be defended on that card. Mm. Who knows? Mm. But Pac is coming with that title. Which and it's not going to hurt Dragon Gate. Exactly. So let me ask you a question. You're picking your first champion for your mid card would be your mid your your, your mid tier champ your secondary championship mm-hmm. would be Zack Ryder or or 
Kurt or maybe well, just really narrowed it down to that one yeah, strong one. I'd, I'd say it's definitely going to be uh, Zack Ryder. So who would his first feud be for that title? His first feud to win that title. His first feud. His first feud should be against um, MJF to win the title. Yeah. Okay. Your tag team champions. Who are they going to be? And who? What's the feud? Who's the feud that they use to win those titles? I say SCU. Mm. Versus the revival. Jesus Christ, that's a mean one. All right, who's your first world champion, and who does he fight for that title? Don't even worry about it. What the card is, you you're the book. Okay. Cody Rhodes versus Tanahashi. Okay. Or wait, did wait, did you put Tanahashi on your roster? No, I didn't. I'm borrowing from your roster. No, no, use your roster. Who, okay. Who you, oh, okay. Who, yeah, use your who you would pick. Okay, so here we go. Let me go back to mine. So you got Cody. Okay, Cody versus uh Damn. Uh, well, I don't want to do I, I don't want to do him and um this guy again. It's your freedom. It's your freedom. Tama Tonga. Him versus Tama. Continuing that Bullet Club beef, exactly. Balance it out, right? Okay, and as far as your first women's champion, you said that already, right? Who was she feuding? You said she was feuding against Jazz, right? And you, we said that. Um, so I'm gonna give you a chance to add a third tier men's belt. Okay, so that would, that, would, be? that would be that would be like the don't the, even give it a name because okay. we don't want them to say we okay. branded them. But your third tier men's belt, Michael Elgin, mm, and who would he feud against? Marty Scrawl. All right. All right. Um, for the women, as I mentioned, Kira Hogan. Mm-hmm. And who she would go up against first would have to be Jazz. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> let Jazz shine her up. Yeah. And let her know where the world champion is. Right. Um, believe it or not, I'm going to go with the tag champions with them for next. It would have to be John Cena and Tanahashi. And okay. their first feud against the revival. Dope, dope, dope. John Cena and Tanahashi is an overkill. Mm-hmm. But what if those men won the tag team belts? That would be crazy. And they were your first AEW tag team champions. And both go heel at the same time. What? Oh, man. With a tag team called World's Finest. On some Superman and Batman shit. You know what? I hate your guts. But the, <laughs> I'm just saying. But I, but I love it. But I'm just saying. It's <laughs> a corny this, name. But hey, why not? I mean, They're the world's finest. First of all, they were both at the peak of the career um, for the industry at the same damn time. So why would you not have, like, Cena won damn it every belt in the E? Tanahashi won every belt in New Japan? Why not? World's for and let them and let them feud with the revival, which will put the revival right. over right. on a scale that's not even funny. As a good six month feud with the revival, uh huh. John Cena and Tanahashi tag team champions and, and I, Hills. And ironically, ironically, at the same time, both these guys were only lacking well maybe one championship in their entire career. Tanahashi with the Never, Cena with the Intercontinental. So they're automatically Grand Slam winners. But just to imagine putting them two together? It's a problem. Who would be their manager? No one. You want to know why? John would do all the talking? Let John talk in English. He talks in Japanese. John knows Japanese. 
let him let them go back and forth in conversation. Remember, John Cena told himself Japanese. Let themselves go back. Look, I can read and write some of that shit. I cannot do it the way he did that. I need more years. This nigga. Imagine that back and forth. They go to Japan, Cena cutting promos in Japanese, and Tanahashi quarterbacking that. They come to America, John Cena, this, that, and the other, and then still cuts promos in Japanese while he's in America. Those two are yeah, made to be yeah, tagged. This is, yeah. uh, this is just me fantasy warfare booking. Oh, also, dude, that's, you know what just flashed in my mind? That's like if you were to take Hogan and Inoki from back in 81 and put them together like that hold right on, now, on. nowadays today, that would, that's. Inoki was great. But I'm just, I'm but just he saying. Was, but he was nowhere near the Hogan level. No, but I'm just saying. You put them two together, which they did on numerous occasions, and you take them, that equivalent. I'm just making the equivalency. Oh, you're going with the culture. I'm going. I'm not the, going off. No, culture. no, no, not culture. I'm just saying I'm going with the equivalency of the power, the drawing power between both Tanahashi and um, Cena together. So let me tell you what the equivalent of what that would have been in the '80s: Hogan and Flair. Maybe yeah. they should have never feud. What if Hogan and Flair were tag team champions in the late, in the early '90s? Oh my God. Instead of putting them up against each other, what if they teamed with each other? And they won the tag team championship? And Ric Flair walking around with the world's championship still. And the tag team championship. And Hogan running around with the WWF championship slash WWE championship mm. and the tag team belts. That would be that would be. Something. That's bigger than the Mega Powers. Yeah. Those two, polar opposites. As tag team champions. The Look. real world's champions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? RWC. But, but okay. that promo <laughs> between Hogan and Flair going back and forth as a team might have been monstrous. But if you look at John Cena and Tanahashi, that steals wrestling mm-hmm. away from everyone. Right, And yeah. puts it in the heart of AEW. And like you said, and them going against the Revival. It would make or, the Revival the biggest team in the world. Or SCU. And then. Or the Bucks or the Briscoes or whomever. And. And then after six months, pin John Cena and Tanahashi mm-hmm. at a pay-per-view. Right. And the next night, John Cena and Tanahashi take it back. Mm-hmm. As soon as they get their celebration, they lose their world titles and get them enough, get them all the way to a, a, whatever their WrestleMania is going to be. Right. Where they can win those titles and remove those two out the way. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's the tag. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, what about your second tier? Second tier champion, but, and I'm doing respect, respectfully because I want him to grow as a singles, Tamatunga. Okay. And third tier will have to go to Tamaloa. Okay. Tama, Tongaloa. T- Tongaloa. Those two... We need the American market to see what they can do. Right. They're great in New Japan. Mm-hmm. But you got to eventually see what you could do on your own. And I think those two holding quarterbacking each other and protecting each other with those second-tier belts will be the largest thing. Well, not the largest. It'll be respectable. Okay. And those two can go with anybody. Right. So you can have them. So for Tama, for Tonga, his, his battle would be, obviously, for me, against Dalton Castle. Okay. The flamboyancy versus anger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the f- the plane disrespecting the boys, the this, that, and the other. Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah. Tamaloa, Tangaloa, I would give him the Bully Ray. <sighs> because they're going to beat each other the fuck up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and they don't know how not to act. Mm-hmm. So that would be that. 
um, when it comes to the world, it would have to be Finn Balor. Okay. As champion. And I will let Finn Balor respectfully, respectfully, I think he would have to go up against Hangman Page. Okay. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And he and he wins the title from Hangman Page. So that's how that's how we would book our events. At least those it would be the first night, that first big pay per view right. where all champions are crowned. So mm-hmm. Mark, this was a, a heavy one. It was because it's like it was so it like within a field and, and, and let me just explain to you guys. The field of wrestlers in the world today is it's is vast. huge. It's so much. It's like I had a restless night trying to decide whether or not if I wanted to add so-and-so to my list or this person to my list. It took me two days. It took me two days to really make this roster what it was. I mean, because I'm also thinking, okay, you got your your Joey Ryans in the world. You got um, Silas Young, who I totally forgot about. You can throw him in a mix. Mm -hmm. Um, You can... Taking Jay Lethal, throw him in a mix. You got so there's so yeah, there's you know, so many names that's actually top tier, and you can even bring in Dragon Lee, bring him in into the mix. You could so many wrestlers, you know, that you can just grab from and put them together into this 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 pot that AEW is getting ready to serve to the entire world. The eyes of the world is going to be watching this. Hell, we didn't even think about who was going to be commentating and doing the announcing. Right. And you know what I did? Because they kind of had their people. So I didn't want to get too much into the detail. Right. Because we can go out the window by picking referees and Mm -hmm. this and commentators and who would do this and who would do that. And we don't want Jim Ross falling asleep on the show. So long story short, you know, it's just one of those things where you wanted to, I, I wanted us to focus on what was most important. Right. The talent. Because how they get the talent there, mm-hmm. that's a greater conversation of who should be the voice of this. Right. And though we have it, we could say Joey Styles. But again, what is this? It's the sound of what this generation needs mm-hmm. to hear. I was thinking, you know, what I'm saying? I was, I, and I don't believe Joey Styles right. should do it, but the sound of the voice should be. I was, I was thinking going to work on Friday. I was thinking about. Uh, and there's only one person I would truly pick since we're going there. Okay. I, I was thinking of one particular guy, but then I had to realize that technically speaking, although he partners with somebody else, they're under contract with the Who's E that? regarding for their, their um, variation of the podcast on the network. So who, who who's that one? I was thinking... Uh, oh. Yeah. So I'm not even going to touch that. What's, no, say his name. What's his name? Um, I'm thinking Conrad Thompson. Remember I told you Conrad Thompson can be the ne- the future voice of wrestling. Yeah. So who would you get to work with, Conrad? Because I got a t- I got a two or three man team in my head right now. And funny, Conrad is at the top of my list. Um, I'm going to say Kevin Kelly. All right. So here's my team. My if I just had to pick an announced team, he may not wrestle again, but CM Punk is one was one of the best men on that table. Mm-hmm. I don't want him in a wrestling capacity. I don't want to deal with his attitude. Right. But his voice, he knows the moves, he respects wrestling, he's passionate, and he was serving Michael Cole up on a fucking platter. Right. On a regular basis. And this is when Cole was doing his heel commentary. Right, I believe so. But just in general, mm-hmm. he was the best on that mic on that. Give me him, give me Conrad, and give me Joey. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Gotcha. So you, those three voices together can really put some steam mm-hmm. on the machine. You get what I'm saying? Gotcha. Or let Joey be the interviewer in the back. 
mm-hmm. or let them alternate depending on the shows. Right. But Conrad Thompson has to be there. Right. I like Kevin Kelly, but he's very cookie cutterish. AEW don't need cookie cutter at this time. Right. They need, for lack of a better term, smash mouth commentary. And Comrade, I could hear him saying, "Oh, please cut the shit." You know what I'm saying? Or this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can see that. And I think if he, you gave him some emotion, like, "Would you believe this? I can't believe he's the world champion. I don't even know why they cut me a check here." If you really did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If if you let him the way he talks to what's his name to Pritchard, pr- 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 yeah, but here I don't see why it's an issue because he does Starcast and he's doing another Starcast, but still has this WWE deal. So I don't think it's gonna hurt. But you know. Like how you mentioned earlier on, mm-hmm. and it's not just only Vince, mm-hmm. it's Triple H. They got their eye on what's going on, or Triple H more than anyone Triple else H has an eye on the business. Triple H is more aware of the world of wrestling than Vince is. Right. Vince still thinks it's just him, though he knows there are threats out there. He's got old money. Mm-hmm. Eventually, those relationships are going to die okay. when Vince dies, mm-hmm. and those business relationships might not carry on to Triple H. Right. You get what I'm saying? So it's a lot that has to be done. But ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for this episode. If I am correct, this is officially our 40th episode. Okay. Some people don't make it this far. Some people do. Yeah. Um, we're trying to make sure we get into the thousands. Wow. Um, we're, we're trying pushing to, it. We're, we're pushing we're gonna it. We're going to do it. Generating and making sure we generate an income for this. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have a shirt that is going to come out for us at WrestleMania time. Hey. It will hopefully be out at the top of March. I'll talk to Mark about that in a minute, what the shirt will say. Okay. Um, It'll have the shirt. It will have this, what it's going to say on the front and then our podcast on the back. Okay. And stuff like that. I don't give a fuck if we sell one shirt. If we sell one shirt, it was a success to me. Hey. But yeah. um, we got a shirt coming out for WrestleMania season. It, hopefully, I, I had to find out what the listings would be for, what do you call that shit? Um, what do you call that? Jesus Christ. On pro wrestling tees. It was like a set of, set of requirements and shit like that. I was okay. going over and I was... I had, looked over so we're definitely going to do that um i thank you guys for listening word man don't forget we have other podcasts called the important nobodies with myself dietrich davis daisha hicks and justin maloney and we also have the political wake up with myself dietrich davis and tamu anu if you're into politics and obviously you have this great podcast which is wrestlers with experience with myself dietrich davis and mark morell always 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 so i thank you guys for listening once again this is our first podcast for the new year and we hope you enjoy it. We got much more to come. And we hope, we hope that we can bring you at least 100 podcasts this year. Because in a short amount of time, we brought you 40. Word. We brought you 39 <laughs> episodes. Mm-hmm. So we, we try to film so many episodes in a day to pump out. Um, to us, I don't think there's no better time to be commutating and bringing our commentary to the business of professional wrestling. There's a lot of voices. And our voices is going to be heard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our voices will not be denied. Facts. No questions asked. <laughs> um, we know it's a slow burn, but slow burn with us. Word. And let us get you there. We're not always politically correct, but we do what we got to do. Exactly, man. Because at the end of the day, it's about entertaining you and informing you. And uh, we want you to enjoy yourselves while, you, right. while you're getting And we know the right people are listening because the WWE snatched off one of our episodes called Fuck Roman Reigns. Which was the magical episode? What episode? What number was that? That would have been twenty-one. 
no episode 20 episode 20 right okay. right so just so you know we had a magic episode that they snatched away so we know someone's listening mm-hmm. we thank you guys so much take care